Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's February the 19th, and we're in the third day of our Read by Easter campaign. I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying this, being together this way and uh, worshiping together daily through the curated list that was put together for us. Readbyeaster.com forward slash worship is where you can find that. I've especially been playing No One Ever Cared For Me, that song that uh, Jordan played on Sunday during my message. And so I, I hope you're enjoying that. I want to just share a devotional thought with you today from Mark chapter 9, beginning in verse 30. It gives us some insight into Jesus, his relationship with his disciples, the way that they think, and perhaps tells us that they're pretty much like us. And uh, then there's something that Jesus says at the end of this passage that I think just powerfully transforms the way we view the kingdom of God. So let's pick it up in Mark chapter nine, beginning in verse 30. It says, leaving there, they went through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know their whereabouts for he wanted to teach his disciples. He told them the son of man is about to be betrayed to some people who want nothing to do with God. They will murder him. Three days after his murder, he will rise alive. They didn't know what he was talking about, but were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was safe at home, he asked them, what were you discussing on the road? The silence was deafening. They had been arguing with one another over who among them was greatest. He sat down and summoned the twelve. So you want to be first place? Then take the last place. Be the servant of all. He put a child in the middle of the room, then cradling the little one in his arms. He said, whoever embraces one of these children as I do embraces me and far more than me, God who sent me. So let's walk through this passage together. First of all, Jesus earlier in his ministry had talked to the disciples in parables and he had talked to them in ways that they had to interpret and sometimes things they didn't understand. And here he says, Hey, I'm about to be betrayed. I'm about to be killed and I'm about to raise from rise from the dead three days later. And they don't understand. They don't understand because, first of all, no one rises from the dead. That's not normal. And they don't understand because this is not the view that they had of the Messiah. They thought Jesus was going to take over. They, they thought Jesus was going to become king. And so hearing Jesus say, I'm going to die, hearing Jesus say, I'm going to be betrayed, is a little like going into a press conference with Tom Brady before the Super Bowl and Tom Brady announcing, hey, you know, I decided in this game I'm going to tie my legs together or hearing LeBron James before an NBA game saying, you know, I decided that uh, I'm going to tie both hands behind my back uh, during the game today. Well, you wouldn't expect them to do that, right? Because you want them to go in and you want them to perform and deliver and win. And that's what the disciples expected Jesus to do. They didn't want a Messiah who was going to die. That didn't make sense to them. But they go on to Capernaum. And when they get to Capernaum, Jesus asked them, hey, I noticed you were talking out on the road. What were you talking about? What were you discussing? And they're a little sheepish. And because they had been discussing something very prideful and maybe a conversation that you had at some point in your life, they were talking amongst themselves about who was better. I know as a kid, I had a lot of these conversations with my neighborhood friends. My dad was more powerful than your dad. Um, I had an advantage because my dad was the bionic man growing up. He had a bionic arm or he had a hook prosthesis. And so I could always one up the neighbor kids. 
but maybe you've had this conversation. Hey, I'm better at this sport or I'm better at this game or whatever it is. And, and we're prideful as human beings. And so the disciples were discussing who was greater, who was better. And they thought they were special because they were close to Jesus. I think they thought that they were the ones who were going to give people access to Jesus. They were going to be the gatekeepers for the presence of Jesus. And Jesus sets them straight. He calls them all and he sits them down and he says, hey, if you want to be great, become a servant. Now, there are lots of books in our world today about servant leadership. And so it's become even a very Western, almost secular leadership concept that's talked about in business circles and all of that. But this is not a Western secular leadership concept. The concept of servant leadership was inaugurated with Jesus. In his world, this is not the way you led. You led by power. You led by pressing people down. You led with authority and you led with might. And Jesus is saying, if you want to be great, serve everybody. So it's just like Jesus, isn't it? He flips everything on its head. And that's what the kingdom does. The kingdom flips everything on its head. And Jesus is about to really blow the disciples' minds to illustrate this point that they're not great, that they're not actually special just because they're his friends. He calls a child into the room. Now, this is a first century culture that didn't really value children. Uh, many people in the ancient world offered child sacrifices to their gods. The, the, the infanticide was actually legal in, in many places in the ancient world. And so children were not highly valued. I'm sure their families loved them as they do in our culture today, but children were not highly valued. They weren't protected by laws as children are today. And so Jesus calls this child in who, according to the culture and the society, didn't have anything special about him or her. He, this child was was just a uh, was just a commodity. Parents were considered to own their children in this culture. And Jesus embraces this child and he hugs this child and he looks at the disciples and he says, anybody who embraces this child has access to me. Anybody who embraces this child not only has access to me, they have access to the father. And again, the kingdom flips everything on its head. And Jesus says, you're not special just because you're my friends. You don't, you don't have a corner on the presence of God. You don't, you don't get to be the gatekeepers for the presence of God. You don't get to allow people access to me. This child has access to me. And because this child has access to me, anybody who has access to this child has access to me and access to the father. And it's a powerful, powerful teaching, especially for us today. Because the gatekeepers of God's presence, the people who allow people to see God's presence are not the Pope. They're not the bishops. They're not me as a vocational pastor. All of us, young and old, all of us, every one of us are people who can allow people into the presence of God. What I mean by that is we carry God's presence with us. They should see Jesus in us and you don't have to bring them to church for them to get into God's presence. They can be in God's presence because they're with you. And that's what's powerful about this. This whole thing that we're talking about, making worship a part of our everyday life, if it's just something we do on Sunday mornings for an hour, then to get somebody in God's presence, yeah, you got to invite them to church and they got to be there for that hour. But you know what? That's not the way it works. We are people of God's presence and you carry God's presence with you. 
not because you have a vocation in ministry like I do, not because you've attended church for a certain period of time or because you tithe or anything like that, because you are a child of God, just like that little child that Jesus called in that day. You are a child of God. And that means that when people have access to you, you can lead them into the presence of God. Isn't that cool? We are all people of his presence and we can all bring others into his presence. Now, don't let that make you think that you're something special because that's what the disciples thought, that they were something special and they were the gatekeepers. You're not the gatekeeper. You're a child of God. And because you're a child of God, you can bring people into God's presence. You can give people access to God's presence because that's the, the way the kingdom works. The kingdom is not top down. The kingdom is every one of us as citizens of the kingdom of God. Every one of us as children of God have access to God's presence and we can bring others into God's presence. I love that. And I want to pray for you toward that end today. I want to pray that you'll be a person who, when your coworkers, your family, your friends see you, they say, hey, there's something different about that person. And through you, they will find access to Jesus and access to the Father, that you can bring people into the presence of God. Can I pray for you toward that end? Jesus, thank you. Thank you that the kingdom of God is not controlled by a select few high up people. The kingdom of God is not controlled by a, a set of gatekeepers. The kingdom of God wasn't controlled by the disciples. And the kingdom of God is not controlled by pastors or priests or, or the Pope. The kingdom of God is about the children of God. And that everyone who is a child of God has access to God's presence and can allow others access to God's presence as well. And so we learn that we lead by serving others. So help us to serve those around us, Jesus, and serve them by bringing them into your presence. Serve them by showing them the way to you. Help us to do that. Help us to do that in our lives as we are people of your presence this week. We thank you for it. We thank you, Jesus, for showing us the way, for being a servant leader who laid down your life for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're doing these podcasts on weekdays, so I will see you again on Monday morning, but I hope to see you Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock as we continue our worship series. It's going to be great. We've just been getting great response from this series. We'll see you in person or online at IamCornerstone.tv or on our Facebook page. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday and back here on this podcast channel on Monday. God bless you.